Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! Shadowing people is one of the hardest jobs a detective ever gets. And I once had a case where the shadower was shadowed. That is the situation on this page for my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Some people have the idea that a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, makes a lot of easy money. Believe me, they don't know the half of it. When Cobina Starrett walked into the hat store on Lake Boulevard, I had to hang around outside without creating the impression that I was A, a detective, B, a masher, C, a pickpocket. About half an hour later... I've been watching you. You're making drawings of our latest imports. I mumbled something to the store manager about waiting for my wife. He showed me what he thought of that by beckoning to the cop who was directing traffic at the corner. I fled as the cop started toward us. I hurried past the hat store in time to see Cobina Starrett leaving by a rear door. But as I ran around the block... All right, now. I've got you. Leave off struggling before I give you a taste to the billy. It was the cop who'd run the other way to meet me. Officer, I'm Jerry Browning, private detective. Ah, what's the use? The cop let go of me but held his club ready. What's that you said? Never mind. My subject just drove off in that cab. A woman I was shadowing got away from me when a cop mistook me for a loiterer. I took a cab to the office of my client, Wadsworth Henley. Acting on Henley's orders, I'd been following Cobina Starrett for ten days, during which time she'd done nothing more exciting than shop at a few dozen stores and spend long hours at her beauty parlor. Henley sat at his desk and gnawed his knuckles while I delivered my rehearsed story. So it's my conclusion, Mr. Henley, that your suspicions of Miss Starrett are completely unfounded. Henley got up from his desk and walked over to me. Browning, I'll tell you what I think of your report. <coughs> Henley stood over me. Browning, I had a phone call from Cobina Starrett a few minutes ago. She has just married her hairdresser. She said nothing about returning her engagement ring. I got up slowly. I'm sorry, Mr. Henley. I guess you had a right to lose your temper. Henley frowned. No, I didn't. You tried your best. Browning, I'm well out of it. And I now realize that the one I really love is Peggy McConnell. I edged toward the door. That's fine, Mr. Henley. I hope you'll be very happy. Henley grabbed my arm. <laughs> I won't make the same mistake twice, Browning. Before Peggy gets an engagement ring from me, you make sure that she loves me. Yeah? And how do you suggest I go about finding that out? You're a detective. Don't bother me with trifles. Now get going. That evening, I went down to the Lido Club, where Peggy McConnell was a featured singer. After her act, I watched Peggy circulate from table to table and made a mental note to report to Henley that she was very popular. About 11 o'clock, Henley came in for a while, got a tiny share of Peggy's attention. I hung around until after the last show, then went outside and took up a position near the stage entrance. 
After I'd been there about an hour... A car drove up at the stage entrance just as Peggy McConnell emerged from the club. After she got into the car, I signaled a taxi. I ran over to the cab, but as I had my hand on the doorknob... Well, 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 if it ain't the private detective. And who are you shadowing this time? Look, I'm on a different case. Let go of my arm. Sure, and I'm only trying to be helpful. Never mind. This one got away, too. In the light of my afternoon's experience, I didn't dare report to Henley that Peggy McConnell had eluded me. Instead, I went to her home the next morning, waited outside it until she emerged. Why is it that the average woman on a shopping tour will cover approximately 18 miles in the course of any average day? That's what Peggy McConnell did. I thought it was going to be another wasted day until the door through which Peggy McConnell passed was at City Hall and it was labeled Marriage License Bureau. At last, I had something to report to Henley, except that I couldn't reach him on the phone either at his office or at home. By that time, Peggy had come out of the bureau and I had to pick up a trail which led me to the Lido Club again. All during the evening, I tried to call Henley and never did succeed in reaching him. When it became obvious that I couldn't connect with him, I decided that the least I could do for the money I was being paid was follow Peggy and let Henley be the first to know whom she was marrying. But at the stage door... You know something? I've been thinking. And what I've been thinking is that you're a peeping Tom and no detective at all. Look, officer, I'm a licensed private detective. I'll show you my license. I'll do anything if you'll only go away. I've met your kind before. You have a pocket full of fake papers and a face butter wouldn't melt on. And what I'm thinking is, you're too guileful for a simple man like me. So come on down and tell it to the sergeant. I watched dully as Peggy McConnell got into the car and drove away. Then I turned to the cop. Don't you ever get a day off? It took me about five minutes to identify myself at headquarters, but by then it didn't matter. The next day I went to see Henley. I had another story rehearsed this time. Mr. Henley, you were never in love with Peggy McConnell either. And it's a good thing you didn't give her an engagement ring because she's just a flirt and a heartbreaker. <laughs> Browning, you're talking about my wife. I got up slowly. Didn't even try to duck in case he wanted to hit me again. But when the door opened and my nemesis, the cop, walked in, I finally understood everything. You're a good detective, Browning. But you don't have to follow me daughter Piggy around. That's why she's got her old father to look after her. <laughs> eh, son-in-law? <laughs> well... I got my $40 a day for every day I worked. But I know plenty of pugs who take a lot fewer wallops in the teeth for a lot more money than I ever make. Like I said, I won't deny that there are lots harder ways of making a living than my way. But I'm sure there must be lots that are easier. <laughs> 